All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the start of something new, a DCOM podcast. I'm your host, Jake, and with me, as always, is my co-host, who is not my identical twin sister. Kate. Yeah, no, um, we are not Love twins. <laughs> um, but anyway, this is the podcast in which we review every single Disney Channel original movie in chronological order, all the way from Under Wraps to The Slumber Party. And this is season three, episode 16, in which we'll be discussing the 60th Disney Channel original movie, Twitches. Can you believe this is 60 already? I cannot believe that. I feel like, you know, I say this all the time. I feel like I've reiterated reiterated this on the podcast several times, but just the fact that it's been like almost three years since we've started. I mean, we've done 60 DCOMs plus a fair number of bonus episodes, and that's crazy to me yeah it's crazy also everyone if you're noticing a little difference in the sound today um it's because me and kate are in person yes we are in person for the first time in months and literally I'm so excited yes we are in person we are at um kate's current place of residence so um it's currently we're actually by the water so if you hear any like boats or anything that's why yeah right before we hit recording somebody decided to like honk a boat horn I, or i don't know if that's what they're called but like really really loudly um and so we've shut all the doors and whatnot but if you do hear any background noise that that is why so our apologies but it cannot be helped right you know bo- boats are gonna boat <laughs> boats be boating boats be boating but yes yeah, so we are together in person today and i think it's a really good uh decon that we're here together in person for but first Kate, how have you been since our last recording? I've been good. Uh, Yeah, I can't believe it's been a couple weeks since our last recording. I did get to go see a friend of mine for Memorial Day that I hadn't seen in over a year, which was really, really great and really, really, really special because I was going to originally visit her in December and then just some things, some life things came up. And so I wasn't able to see her and It was really, really nice to finally be able to see her and hang out and just like have that. And then uh, I'm currently in a Spanish class, which is wrapping up the finals a week from yesterday. So by the time this podcast is out, I probably will have taken the final. I still have to take the class after that for another six weeks. But it's nice to finally be like, even though I have to study all weekend after this at that halfway point for that class and just um, or be done with that particular class, but be halfway done with um, that two class series, I guess, um, and be that much closer to being done with coursework because I will be done with coursework um, towards my doctorate in a year. So I'm really, really excited for that. But above all of this, I am excited because, yeah, you guys can hear the sounds outside probably with that. There's a helicopter, I think. Anyway. <laughs> Anyway, above all that, I'm super excited because, Jake, what are we up to collectively? Well, we, on Monday, we had a call. Not a not a recording call. Not a, a recording call. Different call because we've officially bought our Disney tickets. Ah, I'm so excited. So if you guys have been listening in for months, Jake and I have talked about going down to the Florida theme parks, and yeah, now it's official. 
So it's it feels official. weird that it's not just like a hypothetical anymore. Yeah, no, we we, we say we, we locked in. Yeah, we're locked in because we, we spent the money. Yeah, so. we spent the money. So we kind of have to go now. Yes. Sorry, guys, we kind of have to go. Yeah. So that's super exciting. Um, yeah, I'm super, super excited for that. But Jake, how have you been? Like both with that and outside of that? Well, I've been fine. Well, I will say that I did have some. <laughs> I wanted. I was going to say tragedy, but it's not that tragic. Okay, basically what happened is after our last recording call, like that weekend, um, my drawing tablet broke. Oh, so sad. <laughs> I know. I went to get it and plug it in and I realized, oh, wait, it's, it's broken. So I had to get in contact with Wacom and be like, hey, can you fix this? And then like a week of having to go back and forth with them over email later, I finally uh, just yesterday got, finally sent it in to get repaired. Okay. At least it's going to get repaired, but that's still a pain in the butt. Yeah. So like I haven't been able to do any drawing on my computer in like a week and I'm just like, what do I do? That stinks. Like, like as a digital artist, I cannot imagine how you would be feeling. Like I'm not a digital artist, but you are. That didn't not come out worded right right but you, you know, know what I it's mean. like that's what I'm i do tired. that's what i do <laughs> that's what you do that's my point so yeah. like the fact that i can't do it right now i'm like oh that's that's tough yeah i'm sorry about that you posted that i think on like instagram or something i was like no that's so bad but i get it because like like as we know on the podcast i dropped my freaking podcast mic after like two or three weeks and it broke and then i had to buy a new one after like three weeks <laughs> so that was annoying but yeah that stinks technology sometimes fails us how long have you had your drawing tablet oh well I, the hilarious thing is i had bought that for school so that's like you've had you'd had it for a few years yeah least. i've had it for yeah. three years and then okay. the, of course the minute i graduate it's like it's like bikes. yeah we're done <laughs> like you're done with your degree we're gonna move on they're like no <laughs> you're like no i still need you yeah so um Hopefully I'll have that back by the end of the month and you'll know because I'll probably start making new things again. Yes. I'm super excited to see. Yeah. It really sucked though because I wanted to do something special for Pride Month and now it's like, oh. And now you're going to get your tablet back like a few days maybe before the end of Pride Month. And I'm just like, dang, dang, homophobia actually. <laughs> that tablet really did you dirty. <laughs> it really did. But other than that, I'm very excited for our Disney well overall Orlando because we're also going to go to Universal probably and also which this shocked us um guys we're going to Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween party I'm so excited for that yeah so Not So Scary I feel like we think of it as uh, I was gonna say I think we think of it as a fall event which it is obviously Halloween like I feel like that's obvious but apparently they start in august when we will be there so. yeah we were on like i said we were on call on monday figuring it's all out and you noticed wait we can go in august yeah and we're like what it's so funny because as soon as we finalized the dates i just started looking at tickets and i was like wait they start that early so i think our plan as of right now is our very last theme park day our second to last day in florida we're gonna do just a mega day because we also got if you got if any of you are theme park fans if you're not a theme park fan you can feel free to skip this whole section but um uh there's a summer special ticket special right now so you can get four days at the parks um where you use one park per day four days across a week um 
and that's $99 plus tax, which obviously is expensive, but in the world of Disney is very cheap. Um, and so we took advantage of that. Um, but our last day, I think we're going to do Magic Kingdom from like 9 a.m. to midnight because we're going to just go all the way through. And it's going to it's going to be intense. And I'm excited. I feel like that's going to be like the perfect way to close things out. 100 percent, because like not only are we doing Mickey's Not So Scary now, but also it's going to be my first time in Magic Kingdom since like 2011. Which is crazy. So like I haven't been there since the new Fantasyland opened. Can you believe Magic King or I'm sorry, Magic King, that words. Can you believe 2011 was like so long ago, like I, 12 years ago? I know. It's like, what? I can't. So I will return and I will experience all the new things. That is so exciting. I'm just, I'm so excited to go to Magic Kingdom with you. And I'm just so excited for the trip in general. I mean, there's going to be so many new things. We're hoping for at Universal, the um, Minion Blast will be out at that point. Fingers crossed. We'll right, because they just opened the gift shop for it yeah. the other day. So we're like, come on. They're not announcing a date. Um, for those of you who keep up on this stuff, they're not announcing a date. They just keep saying summer and we're going at the end of summer. Clearly, like where it's just they're starting to like do fall events, but it's still summer. So... I think it'll be open, but I want to know for sure. And it's... Yeah, so yeah. we'll see. But yes, that's that's just our very exciting news. It's official. We locked in. We're doing it. Yes. So excited. We're going to actually, like, after this call, we're going to go to dinner and we're going to do some more planning. It's, it's going to be great. <laughs> Listen, we could probably write that off as a business meeting. <laughs> yeah, right. Honestly, exactly. With how long? Because I think we've been talking about this on the podcast since what, our last trip in 2021. Pretty much. I, like, the minute we got back, we're like, all right, when's our next one? Plan the next one. And y'all know we're going to be back in 2025 for Epic, but... That's yeah. a whole different thing. That's a different story. That's a different story. We'll worry about that after this trip. Yeah. But anyway, so yeah, that's our big that's our big update. You know, we're doing it. We're locked in. We're, we're locked in. We're doing it. You know, and that'll probably be our next in-person recording, too. Probably. It's probably going to be on that trip. Honestly, probably. Because, like, you know, we're, we're, we're in our 20s now. <laughs> yeah. So, like, you know, it's kind of hard to get together in person a lot yes. more than it used to be. But, you know, when we do, it's always fun. It's so much fun. Yeah, it definitely is hard. Because, um, again, for those of you guys who don't know, Jake and I do live a six-hour drive from one another. And so it's, like, it's not, like, obviously the furthest distance in the world, but it still makes, like, the logistics difficult. Um, but, uh, yeah, so... It it kind of it kind of stinks we don't get to record in person all that often, but it's crazy to think that the next time like after this is likely going to be when we're in Florida. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so that's that's all um, that's all big news from us. So so Kate, uh, you ready to talk twitches? Let's talk twitches. All right, let's start with the background. Kate, would you like the background on this movie? I would love some background on this movie. All right, so twitches is a two thousand five Disney Channel original movie. By the way, last. Decom 2005, everyone. We're like really getting through these years now. We're we're getting through it. After like what 98 and 99 had like a decom a month. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It it really picked up there for a second. Um, I think is it like 2012 or 2013 they start to slow down again. Well, 2013 is, is so far the one with the least amount because it only had one. It literally just was that Teen Beach. Movie. Yeah, it was Teen Beach. Teen Beach was the only decom to be released in 2013. Gotcha. And like really ever since like the 2010 era, they've only done like maybe two or three a year. So we're really going to pick up steam here after we get through like the mid 2000s. Pretty much, yeah. But yeah, so it's 2005, last decom 2005. 
Um, it's based on the Twitch's book series published by Scholastic. Shout out to Scholastic Book Fair. <laughs> I know. We all love the Scholastic Book Fair in school. I mean, I love looking at it, but I never had money to buy anything. I know. I, isn't that tragic? Like when you would go down and you just want to have money, but you wanted to like, it just smelled like new book and you right. wanted to buy everything. It's like, I want things, but I can't. But also I had no idea that this was a book series. And as an English person, I'd feel bad about it. But I just did not know that this was based on a book series until you said something uh, before we started recording. Yeah, it's a novel series. Um, It was written by H.B. Gilmore and Randy Ricefield. And it it was only a thing from 2001 to 2004. But in that time, uh, it came... they, They made like 10 books, which I'm like, whoa. Yeah, I... That's crazy because I had absolutely no idea, Um, but I'm very interested in these books now. Yeah, it's actually really interesting. But also, and this is a fun fact I just learned from the Wikipedia page, apparently these guys also, I say guys is in like a general term, I don't know their genders for sure, but they also apparently wrote novels based on Clueless. Really? Yeah, the 1995 uh, novel, novel, movie. And apparently there's a lot of those, so that's interesting. But yeah, apparently they also made uh, books based on Clueless, which I think is interesting. That is super interesting. Yeah, I had absolutely no idea. And it looks like that's the uh, the reverse, where the movie came out and then, then they made books. Right. Whereas this, this was books and then movie. Very interesting. Yeah, I had no idea. Um, okay, yeah, that's very interesting. Also, uh, we'll talk about their ages in a second, but apparently in the books they're only 14 and in the movies they're 21 yeah and i honestly i'm sh- that was probably just because um fun fact t and tamara maury who are the stars they were apparently 27 when this movie filmed yeah they were a lot older than um the 21 year olds that they played which honestly because like i'm 20 we're both 25 right now wow wow uh, oh jeez elderly no it's fine oh it's weird to it's it's i feel like it's very rare that we see a lead in a decom that is the actors like older than we are currently right even though they're playing younger so i think that's super interesting that this came out and they were a couple years older than we are currently but they were playing 21 and i also think that that's the reason why they're not playing they didn't make them teenagers they just thought it was would be too much of a stretch even to make them like 16 or 18 um, I think they probably could have pulled off 18, but 21, it was really believable. Like, until I looked it up, I had no idea that they were so much older than what they portray in the film. Yeah, it's very interesting. So, um, this movie was directed by Stuart Gillard, who, Kate, we've actually seen Stuart Gillard before. What has he directed? Because he also directed The Scream Team. Scream team. Okay. So he has a thing for Halloween stuff, it well, appears. He also did Full Court Miracle. Oh, okay. And going to the mat. Okay, so he's done quite a few things. Yeah, and then um good news everyone, he did direct Twitches too. Okay. And yeah, so, he also did Hatching Pete, which is another decom which I don't know much about. I remember the uh trailers for um Hatching Pete, but I don't know if I've actually seen Hatching Pete. Right. Um he also did Avalon High. Cool. Okay. And then yeah, Girl vs. Monster, which looks like that was the last one he did. So he's he he did a couple Halloween ones and he ended with a Halloween one. Sweet. Okay, cool. So he really does have a pretty um 
robust background in decoms. Yeah, so this is our not this is not our last time seeing him, but this is probably arguably probably the most popular one he did because it's Twitches. Right. It's Twitches. It's Twitches. And then so yeah, as far as our cast goes, of course we have the one and only Tia and Tamara Marwi as Alex and Cameron, our main characters, and like who doesn't know them? Who doesn't know T and Tamara? We love them. You know, they did Sister Sister back in the day, which I thought was a Disney Channel thing. No, I guess it wasn't. Yeah, I've heard a lot about it, but I haven't seen it personally. Which so. I will say the, the the first the premise of that show is very similar to this in that it's about twin sisters who are separated at birth who meet each other again later in life. Okay, well, of course they casted them then, but Yeah. Um so of course those are our leads. We love them. Uh, we have uh, Kristen Wilson as Miranda, who is, uh, spoiler alert, their birth mother. <laughs> cool, cool. Uh, we have, uh, interesting, he's listed next. We have David Ingram as Aaron, who is their father. And he's barely in there. Right. We have Patrick Fabian as Thanatos, not Thanos. <laughs> yeah. Every time that she'd say Thanos, I'd be like... Thanos, Thanos from Marvel. Like, but no, it's not Thanos. There's a T in there, but yeah, he's, um, yeah, he's Thanos. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, uh, we have Jennifer Robertson as Ileana. Yes. Yes, she's uh, one of the Guardians. Uh, and then we also have Pat Kelly as Karsh, who is the other Guardian, which that's a fun name, Karsh. <laughs> right. Um. Other than that, really, we don't have too many other. Like big characters, those are really our only ones. Because I honestly, this movie has pretty much a small cast. Yeah, pretty it does. And then I was gonna say, um, when I was watching it, it, it kind of just goes fat by really fast. This movie, it does, it does. I I love this movie. I just feel like it. Um, it it's one that you can watch over and over again. And it's just, I mean, obviously we're going to rate it at the end, right? But it does go fast. I think just because it's the plot, it do, it doesn't feel like it drags. And I hate to say that some decoms do, but, you know, occasionally. Sometimes they do. Yeah. But this one is, what, like an hour 20? I want to say, yeah, about. Like an hour 20, but like, it didn't feel like an hour 20. No, it felt like 40 minutes. Yeah. So, and maybe that's just because it's, Um, I learned from the Wikipedia, this and the second movie are both based on the first book yes so maybe that's why because they took the first book and then like chopped Split it in half into... like okay hold on maybe that's why twitch is it... part one twitch is part two pretty much but maybe that's why it feels like it doesn't drag and goes by pretty quick right no that would definitely make sense yeah so all right then kate um i think you've already said it but like what is your like history with twitches i love twitches i remember watching it growing up um at various times but you know, it was just, it was kind of just one that was present in my life, I guess. I don't want to say that I was, I mean, I always really enjoyed it, um, but I was never like obsessed with it or anything. It just, it was always a constant, like every Halloween, Twitches would come on and I'd watch Twitches and it would be great. Um, so yeah, that's kind of my history with Twitches. I hadn't watched it in years and then probably about six months ago, I watched it for fun before again, rewatching it for the podcast. So um that definitely unearthed some memories but how about you jake yeah no pretty much same as you um this was definitely one that they always played around halloween you know d- we've learned one thing about decoms is that they love halloween yes there's a, a lot of good halloween ones so like every october you know they pulled this and 
the Halloween towns out and be like, here you go, movies. And as you know, it's every October you could count on Halloween Town and Twitches. Yeah, literally. I was going to say, Halloween Town and Twitches were the two staples of Decom Disney. Yeah, of Halloween Time. And I, um, I watch it, yeah. And I think. I, for a second, I'm pretty sure I was like, I think I was remembering stuff, more stuff from the sequel when I rewatched this. Oh, that's fair. Because I'm like, oh, wait, is that, that must be the sequel then. So what I think I've realized is I think I maybe you've seen Twitches 2 more than Twitches 1. Interesting. Yeah, I haven't seen Twitches 2 in a long time. But the thing is, is like, because I did watch Twitches like six months ago, not for the podcast. I think obviously it was just, I kind of knew what was coming because I, it hasn't been that long since I'd seen Twitches. Whereas like Twitches 2, I actually can't remember the, I'm sure I've seen it. Like I'd be shocked if I haven't seen Twitches 2, but I don't remember it. Right. But yeah, no, this is just, this was a staple of Disney Channel Halloween. Like it yes. wasn't Halloween until you saw Twitches. Exactly. And we're going to say the word Twitches a lot. Gonna <laughs> it's going to say the word Twitches a lot it's it's gonna start not feeling a word anymore but it is such a good film i feel like we're really getting into peak disney channel time for the decom and especially because now i'm gonna say that we might be slightly biased because this is when we were really watching that disney is channel. very true that is very very true like i'm hoping when we reach like the 2010s like when we weren't watching i hope we don't like i hope we still give those movies a fair shake yes absolutely i totally agree um because we're definitely, we're going to have that nostalgia towards things like Twitches. Um, our next one coming up, wink, wink, not judge. Um, <laughs> and like Camp Rock and, and everything. And Camp Rock, yes. Camp Rock was another huge one. Starstruck? For our, Starstruck. I have so many personal memories of both Camp Rock and Starstruck as well. So yeah, I, obviously we're going to be biased toward that era of the decom, just given our age. But that said, um, I still think Twitches is a genuinely good film. Yeah, definitely. So that let's being, hop into yeah, it. Yeah, like that being said, should we hop in the plot? Yep. So we start our plot, and boy, I love Harry Potter. Pretty much. <laughs> because we have this magical land. We learn later on it's called Coventry. Do you think that because I'm sorry, but do you think that because like the high school that's not right. The Harry Potter, they both start with H. Uh, movies really coming out at this time was one of the reasons and their popularity was one of the reasons they elected to produce twitches i want to say maybe because i think we also said this with the now you see it like there were some harry potter vibes there too yeah. i think disney was like saw that and we're like mm, how we can we that? capitalize on this which is hilarious because yeah. if you um, i think i told the story before if you don't know at one point disney tried getting harry potter in the theme parks but um uh, miss joanne was not liking what they were trying to sell her so that's why Universal ended up with them. So it's kind of funny how we're like, do you think Disney was trying to do Harry Potter with this when like literally Disney was trying to get Harry Potter? I feel like that's very likely. Yeah. They're like, uh, so that didn't work. So let's just try and make our own. Yes. Let's make our own. <laughs> but yeah, so it's Coventry. Coventry is under attack by oh, no. a CGI blob. Yes, the animation in this was very 2005. Very 2005, very we have a TV movie budget. Yes. But this is the darkness. It's the evil thing. And it's going to overtake the Harry Potter-esque castle. And we see two babies. Just literally two newborns. And these two people who we find are... Um, oh my gosh, their names are so unique. Oh, Karsh and Ileana pick up the babies and they're like we need to get them away and protect them yes because apparently there's of course there's a prophecy because of course there's a prophecy right that only the twin witches will be able to defeat the darkness 
But right now they're they're just babies, so they can't do nothing. Right. So Ileana and Karsh take them, and their names are Apollo and Artemis. Apollo named after Apollo, the Greek god of the sun, and Artemis uh, named after Artemis, who right. is mostly known as the goddess of the hunt, but she's also the goddess of the moon, <laughs> and that that comes into play obviously because they have these giant sun and moon necklaces on them. Yes. So Ileana and Karsh take them to another dimension, and Kate, what's that other dimension? Earth. Of course, it's always Earth. It's just Earth. Which I said, man, you know, if I was born in a myth, like a fantasy place and I was brought to Earth for 21 years, I'd feel so gypped. Like, <laughs> what, what do you mean? I could have been living in fantasy land. <laughs> fantasy land. I could have been living not here. That's dang. Yeah, yeah, I totally get that. But yeah, so Ileana and Karsh take them away to Earth. And the, the, it should be noted, they were born on Halloween. So it's Halloween right now. Ooh. So... Because um, of course they were. Well, of course they were born on Halloween. Why not? Um, so um, Ileana takes a, uh, the, the baby who will be known to be Carmen. Uh, it's Carmen, right? Yes. Yeah, Carmen to this really nice looking hospital, whereas Karst takes the baby who will be, not, who will be known as Alex to, and not, I'm going to say not like a bad hospital, but like an obviously not as well-funded well, one. Yeah. Um, I think it's interesting too that like Karsh and Ileana, like you can see their personalities reflected in uh Cameron and uh, gosh, why am I blanking? Alex. Cameron and Alex. Poof. Um, because like Ileana's definitely a bit more uppy, and then so is Cameron later when they're not babies, obviously. Um and, whereas Alex and Karsh kind of share a little bit more like skeptical behavior. But yes, they bring them to these hospitals and then we just flash forward 21 years in the future. Yes, it is 21 years later and we meet Cameron. And Cameron is living that good life. She's definitely, she's got, she lives in a big house. Her she family, rich, rich. Yeah, she rich, rich. Her family got money. Um, but we also learned she's an artist. So I felt represented here. Yes. <laughs> she's an art major in college. Uh, yeah. I'm like, oh my God, me. <laughs> um, but yeah, we see that she has a wall in her room that's just filled with these sketches she's made over the years, which very clearly are Coventry, but she doesn't know that, obviously. Right. Um, and we learned that it's her birthday. So it's Halloween. Right. It's her 21st birthday. And her parents try to surprise her. But we learned that she's never she never gets surprised because she always knows when it's going to happen. Right. So that's our first hint to that. She still does have her magic somehow. Right. Um, and she talks about how she feels like something in her life is going to change today. She doesn't know what, but she thinks it's going to be something good. Yes. And then we cut to one of her sketches that she made where her parents think it's a self-portrait because the girl in the sketch looks just like her. Except instead of wearing a sun necklace, she has a moon necklace. And instead of having curly hair, she has straight hair. Yeah. So then from that sketch, we transition to see what Alex's life is like. And Alex's life is different. Mm -hmm. So Alex is currently living with her friend's family. Uh, it turns out her mom, she was raised by a single mom who has passed away, unfortunately. But to, her friends are really nice. Um, the friend that she's living with, which I cannot remember her name. Um, but she and her like little sister wake her up with like this breakfast which is like cereal and uh candy corn and yogurt i think all mixed together that the little sister made um but they wake her up and they're like happy birthday um and but she doesn't have any big birthday plans we find out that cameron is going to have this giant birthday bash very much in line with her 
uh, wealthy lifestyle, I guess, for lack of a better word. Whereas Cam, um, not Cameron, Alex has to go out and job hunt on her birthday. Yeah, cause she, um, like, yeah, like you said, she's currently living with her friend, but she really um, wants to like get up uh, back on her feet and, you know, uh, just, you know, get her own place. So she's going to get to try and find a job, even though it's her birthday. So uh, Alex and her friend get on the bus and when they get on the bus, Karsh is just sitting there and staring at them. Yeah. And I think he says something directly to Alex, like, you have the gift or something like that. It's right, because really she um, predicts when her friend's phone's going to go off before it does. Oh, yeah. And okay. yeah, meanwhile with uh, Carmen, right? Yes. I just want to make sure it's Ca- Alex and Cameron. Cameron. Yeah. Carmen, Cameron, Cameron. I know, I know. They're similar. They're similar. Yeah. Cameron is... Um, um, we get to see a bit more of her life. She plays tennis with her father at like their home court. Yes, this is the kind of rich rich we're talking about. But yeah. honestly, goals like living their best lives. Truly, but yeah, she's still got this feeling that something's gonna happen. She also predicts that a phone is going to go off before it does. Um, it's her friend. It's her friend, and her friend invites her to go shopping. She does. So at one point, while Alex and her friend are on the bus, uh. Cameron and her friend um, drive past and Alex doesn't see the driver's face, but she just goes, oh, it's a nice car. So like, it's our first inkling that this is going to be the day they reunite. Right. And Alex also says to her friend that she has a feeling something bad is going to happen today, which is interesting because obviously Cameron thinks something good is going to happen today. So that's also clear to show their dichotomy of like how they differ from each other more. Right. Um. So then... Cameron and her friend, um, Cameron sees that one of her favorite stores is having a sale. So she's going to go and buy stuff. And uh, Alex gets off the bus just as um, Cameron walks right past her. And um, Alex, um, is, you know, she's on the job hunt. And then this is where Karsh and Ileana interfere a little bit. Because Karsh makes um, help one of times appear in the window of the store that Alex just went in. For Car- Carmen to see. No, Carmen just went into for Alex to see. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, I'm shocked I'm not no, just calling them T and Tamara at this point. <laughs> I know, honestly. So Alex eventually goes in the store because he has to put up three different signs yeah. for her to go in the store. But she's like, fine, I guess they really want help. Last one says we're desperate. So mm-hmm. she goes in, uh, has a little bit of a conversation with a snooty sales lady, but eventually gives her the job after proving that she can compliment people's clothes. Um, cause she's, the sales lady keeps turning her away and then she's like, I like your shoes. And then she's like, fine, whatever you can work for us. And so, uh, she starts on the spot, which I thought was interesting. Yeah. That was weird. They just like let her start like putting clothes away immediately, which I'm like, that's not how that works. Like, uh, all right. But like, you know, the plot. Yeah. They're like, we don't need you to fill out any legal paperwork. Just start working. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but yes, for the plot. And so she just starts working and she's taking this big giant rack of clothes um to the like from the changing room i think back out to the front and who bumps into her why it's cameron it be cameron and so they have this moment of oh my gosh they like scream because they feel like they're looking in a mirror and when um of course cameron is very excited about this and alex is like just freaked out and not happy about this um so Alex decides to storm away and uh, Cameron decides to follow her right out of the store wearing a dress that she had changed into in the changing room. 
Right. So this ends up with the the manager lady stopping them. And well, uh, for a moment before that happens, Cameron and Alex, uh, uh, like Cameron reaches out to grab Alex's hand. And when she does that, time slows down around them. And the clothes come off of the mannequins, which I thought was an interesting touch in the window. Right. And that's when the manager catches up to them and she has um, Cameron pay for the dress. But then she just fires Alex immediately. Yeah. Which I'm like, what? Like, very, very tough, tough job. Uh, so, but then, um, again, for the plot. So then Cameron's like, oh, we, we have to like, you know, go somewhere together because we're sisters or whatever. And they get in Cameron's car, which is a Porsche. Yeah. And at first, Alex is like, no, this can't be right. There's no way, like, we're sisters and anything. And they realize that the, today's both their birthdays. And I think um, Alex um, and Cameron gets Alex to say that she was also adopted. So, like, it, it kind of just, like, it, it kind of clicks for them. Like, oh, I guess we are sisters. Yeah. Twin, exactly. Long lost twin sisters. Exactly. Um, so then, after driving around a little bit, they park somewhere. And... Cameron is like we need to try the magic thing again that like happened outside of the store and Alex is like fine whatever so they uh, hold hands again well first actually I'm so sorry I hate to backtrack but they do touch when they first get in the car and the car goes berserk right so there's that too and then but, I believe this time when they do it they is this where they swap clothes yes because like they realize like the magic what happens is based on like what they want yeah so like it's this is I think our first indication where like the magic is very feeling heavy because that's where it ends up being right where like you need to have strong feeling for the magic to work right um, but they're reunited so we see Karsh and Ileana standing on a rooftop watching them and like well we did it they're reunited and like do you think anyone back in Coventry knows and like the necklaces they're wearing glow and they go yep they know so we cut back to Coventry and we see their mother their birth mother yes and she's she it. Like her necklace, which is both a sun and a moon, is glowing, and she's like, oh, "My daughters are alive!" And she like runs from this like I don't know some area in her palace to her husband, which is her deceased husband's brother. Yeah, we got some Hamlet going yeah, on. Yeah, we got we got we got a little bit of a little bit of a used trope before but yeah but yes this is thanos not thanos <laughs> yeah every time they said his name i just thinking thanos yeah but we have thanos and she's like thanos my daughters they're alive but apparently he's like no, no we're not gonna start this again we know this it's not true and then she shows him her glowing necklace and she's like you want to say that again and he's like oh wow they are alive which means we have to go find them before the darkness does but like I was gonna. I'm gonna barely lead her, guys. He's evil. Yeah, you kind of get that sense from the beginning. Well, and just like the way he's dressed. Also, his name is Santos. So, like, yeah, that's a that's a villain name. If that's I that's a villain heard. name. But like the fact that it's so close to Thanos. Yeah, it's like this guy's got to be the bad guy. This guy's has to be the bad guy for sure. So, he tells their mother that he's gonna go find them. Yeah, the mom's like, "I'll go," and he's like, "We can't risk losing you too." And then he goes. Because, yeah. of course. So now we have that going on. So back on Earth. Um, um, I think at this point they're just kind of like, oh, uh, Cameron takes Alex to her house. And Alex is yes. like, this is your house? Yeah, because it's just giant stereotypical mansion. Think Regina George from Mean Girls, kind of. Well, fun fact. This is Regina George's house. Is it house. really? Is it the exact it's house? It's the same house. I'm living. I love that. I'm like, oh, my God. 
That's that. That would be why it felt so familiar. Yeah, because it it is Regina. It literally George's is house. Regina George's house. Okay. But yeah, they go inside. Um, uh, Alex's, um, Cameron's parents aren't home, and Alex is like, um, "Is this something you really want to just jump on them right, like right away? Like you have a secret, like a like a twin sister you were separated from." She's like, "Okay, fair enough." But anyway, let's go to my room and I'll show you uh, these sketches I've worked on. So they go up there and uh, Alex sees these sketches. She's like, "Wait." Because, like, she kind of, she's, like, has memories of these places. Because we learn that while Cameron's been sketching Coventry, Alex has been writing about it. Yes. And so, um, but Cameron is so excited to show Alex about her life. Whereas Alex is just like, eh, I don't really want to be here. But Cameron asks her to go into a clo- her second closet. She has two closets. Right. Um, to look for something. And when Alex goes in there, she's not in a closet. No, these these girls lie in witch in the wardrobe themselves because when they all open, the way to Coventry. Yes, because they are now in Coventry. They're now in knockoff Hogwarts. Yes. <laughs> so they're at the castle, and it's like, whoa, what is this place? And um, I believe this is when Ileana and Karsh appear to them, and they're like, okay, so let's give you the download. This is Coventry. This is where you're from. Um, your mom is here, but also we're under uh, we're under threat by the oh, darkness. Oh, and your dad died the day that you were born, protecting yeah. you. Yeah, which I'm like, yeah, it's like by the way, your dad's dead. Just just beachy dumps. But but your mom's here. Yeah, right. Which you'd think they would reunite them right there. Right. But no, that does get, not happen. You gotta have the plot happen for more time. So no, not yet. Yes. So this is where they learn that they are they are they are the twitches. They are witches. They are witches, um, and. But there is a darkness coming after yes. them. And the Literally the darkness. Yeah. And the prophecy states that only the twins of the sun and the moon can stop it. And at first, Cameron's all about this. She's like, oh my God, are we like, we're like princesses. Oh my God, this is amazing. Whereas Alec is like, uh, I don't want to be part of this because I've written about this. I know what happened in the end and I don't want to do that. Right. Because her ending is that like what? They just they get defeated. They lose. Or something like that. Yeah. It's not good. <laughs> Yeah, so Alex just wants to leave, but Cameron's like, "But don't you want to like meet our mom?" And this is when Alex's mommy issues really come into play because you know she had she's like, "Well, I had a mom, but she's gone now." And then of course uh, Cameron's like, "Well, I didn't mean like that," because like Cameron's like, "I'm not saying you need to replace her, but I'm like, don't you want to meet our like our mother?" Right. And Alex is like, "No, I want to leave." Yeah. So she kind of storms off, and Cameron goes with her, and as they leave. Uh, Ileana's like, should we have told them that they're also marked for death? Yeah, and but they don't know this quite yet. No, because they leave. They go back to Earth. Yes. Uh, so then uh, Yeah, so Alex just wants to leave. She doesn't want any part of this, but Cameron's like, but like you heard them. Like, our mother is in trouble and only we can help her. Don't you want to do that? Don't you want to like save her? And she's like, I, yeah, I guess. And then Cameron's like but because you know we're we're sisters we've been separated for so long we finally reunited and that's really all it takes for Alex to be like okay fine I'll, I'll help right but while this is all going on somehow the darkness is in uh is on earth now and it's found the house because it's like burning all the flowers for the party yes and then it almost almost gets Cameron Almost, but by the time it gets up to her room, her and Alex have already left again because Alex is going to bring Cameron to her place so they can look at her writings. Yes. 
And so they go to her place, and of course, uh, Cameron is a little off put by the fact that Alex isn't crazy wealthy. Right. She's like, "Oh, this is your place, okay? Okay. I mean, it's nice." And Alex is like, "Let me just get my." Well, she calls them journals, but they're really just like a bunch of binders with loose sleep paper in them. Yes. And then we learn that apparently Alex does all a lot of her writing at night because apparently because. Um, Cameron's parents say about her that whenever the sun's up, she's up. And then, like, I think Alex's friend says when the moon's up, she's up. Yes. Because, you know, they have the sun and moon. Yes. So, um, and we found out, spoiler alert, that's when their powers are the highest. Right. uh, Opposite ends of the day. Mm -hmm. So, um, Alex grabs her journals, but as this is happening, Ileana and Kirsch arrive again. They're always trying to just like catch up to them, but they always just miss them. Yeah. Because Ileana tries to walk through the wall, but apparently it's a thick wall, so she didn't. So she was a little slow getting through. <laughs> but um, she's like, I have, I went through some seventies wallpaper that has mentally scarred me for life, or something like that. Yeah, but it's also where we learn that Karsh has like these opera glasses that let him see the darkness. Which is interesting. Like, why? how is it invisible sometimes and not always invisible? Like, right. Okay. And also, it's just, like, swirling around in the sky, I guess. Yeah. You Until know. it grows to a certain point and then you can see it, but whatever. Whatever. Um. So, uh, basically, Alex goes through some of her writing and she's, like, she realizes she's been writing about Coventry this whole time. Yes. So, she's written about it and Alex has drawn it. No. Cameron has drawn it. Right. Twins, I see. God. Cameron has drawn it. Alex has written about it. Yeah. So they decide to go. Uh, they leave again, and they're gonna go like see what all this writing's about. So basically, we get this idea. We get the idea that um, Alex basically wrote their whole backstory. Yeah. <laughs> Where when they were born, Coventry was at war with the darkness, and um, their father sac- basically sacrificed himself to protect them. He gave them all his power yes so because of that that's why they were taken away to earth so that they could um be safe and then but then one day they will come back and stop the darkness so i guess the darkness has just been swirling around outside the castle for 21 years i suppose so i had another comment we're gonna save it to the end of the end of this though because yeah the darkness is a very strange thing that i still don't really understand but yeah, especially yeah, when with the ending, it's like wait. Yeah, we'll talk about the ending when we'll we talk, get there. Yeah, yeah. Obviously. We're not there quite quite yet. But yeah, so basically it's also where they learned that their birth names were Apollo and Artemis, and that their mother is the queen of the land and all that fun stuff. So then they go to the restaurant where Alex's friend works, and then um this is when they find out that Alex has even written spells in her journals. And um and this is also where Alex kind of um, tells her friend, like, oh, we should go to this party tonight for Cameron in this rich neighborhood. Yeah, this is where they formally, this is where she formally introduces her friend to Cameron. She's like, oh, yeah, by the way, this is my twin sister I never knew about. And uh, her friend's immediately a bit jealous. Right, because it's like, But what? <laughs> also in this restaurant scene, Cameron tries some spells. Yeah, which I'm like, they're just doing magic in public. Yeah, very, um, you know, against the rules of magic, typically in the fictional realms. But okay, so Cameron does a uh, disappearing spell on her glass. Um, And I think Alex is kind of annoyed by this at first, but then they both see a man who's just being really annoying, talking on his cell phone, like obnoxiously loud. And so Cameron and, and Alex say a spell together that makes the man's 
like drink or food just kind of explode in his face. Yeah, so they're they're basically their thing now is they're just gonna practice their spells. Yes. So we get a montage of them practicing their spells, doing magic, and Ileana and Karsh are watching, and they're like, "Do they do they not realize the like the severity of the situation? Like the darkness is coming." And Ileana's like, "They literally just met today, right? So like, let them have some fun first, because like they're figuring out how their powers work, right? So." They do that. It's you know, it's a fun time. We're having fun. We're doing magic. Um, but then I believe this is when Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is when um they go back to Alex's place. And but, this is where Cameron genuinely almost gets caught by the darkness. Yes, because the darkness is here. It is here. It's, it's coming. It's lurking. In. It's in the walls. And like apparently every time it goes by a light bulb, the light bulb just blows up. And Al- they're taught it's so funny, they're having like this little conversation. They're like Alex is like, do you really think that we could defeat the darkness? And Cameron's like, uh, have you seen what we can do? And then the darkness almost gets her. Yeah, because it's coming. But they're able to run to her room and just shut the door and block it out. I guess so. But um, now that they've had a realization of what's actually happening here, now we have like a reverse of what we just had, where now Cameron kind of doesn't want to do this anymore. And Alex does want to do it. I'm like, whoa, okay. That's we're, interesting. We're switching it up. The reality really hit them differently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because now Alex is all for it. She's like, okay, well, we can do this. We can defeat this thing and save our mom. And uh, Cameron's all like, and you know what? I think I'm just going to go home. And she's definitely like projecting a bit too, though, because there's this little part of that scene where Cameron's like, I'm not trying to replace my mom. Right. And so they they essentially, um, what's this part in the hero's journey again? Like, Oh yeah, the like seven stages or whatever. Yeah, it is. yeah. I can't remember, this but... is where it was. Um, but where Alex now finally risen to the call call to action, whereas Cameron's like, actually no. Yeah, I'm good. No thanks. So they kind of have their little argument, and uh, Cameron takes off. Yes, and uh, of course Alex has to run after her, and they are back in the real world. And I apologize for the screaming. That are, those are people on the beach. Um. <laughs> Yeah, because um, I believe but yeah, they end up in Coventry again, don't they? Well, so what happens is they're in Coventry, but then Cameron is like, I'm going to go to my party. If I can get away from Coventry, then this is not going to follow me. And Alex is like really disappointed with her. And they have like a little bit of a falling out. But also at this point, I think it's really interesting because Cameron um, is eating some cake and talking to her friend after this falling out. And she's like, she's like, um talking about this i mean she doesn't know about the like her friend doesn't know about the spells and everything and the the uh magic stuff but her friend says something along the lines of a lot of pressure to put on a relationship of all of six hours which and i was like okay thanks for bringing making the timeline feel like you know a little more realistic right because like at the end of this movie i realized this movie takes place over the course of one day yeah it's literally one day one day but yeah they they had their fight um alex just like you know i just I wanted to do something with my sister that she didn't want to do. And it's just like the only person I can trust in life is myself. And her friend's like, oh, okay. Because I think Alex sees this whole opportunity as something that like she has, I mean, by no means has had like a bad life or anything, but she's had a lot of tragedy in her mm-hmm. life. And this gives her like something to really strive for um, and just kind of like create goodness out of whereas Cameron's been really sheltered and that, and she literally says like nothing has gone wrong in my life until today. Right. 
yeah, you can really tell like the, the being the darkness that hacking her really has sh- shaken her up. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, Alex is like, I can only trust myself in life. And her friend's like, I literally just made your birthday cake, dude. Yeah. So she kind of is big numb. hit. So yeah, so she's she's mad at her now. So she, Alex ends up storming off into um her room, and then she ends up in the bathroom, I believe. Because it's her friend's room actually that I think she's like Sulking crashing in. with. Yeah. Because they're fighting. Her friend's like, actually, I want to be in my room. Thank you. Yeah, so Alex ends up in the in the bathroom. She's like, okay. So Alex is basically just like, I guess I'll try and do this on my own then. Yeah. So she's like, all I have to do is like my feelings. I have to really want to be at Coventry. And then she opens the bathroom door and she's there. And um, she reunites with her mother. Her yes. birth mother. She reunites with Miranda. Yeah, Miranda's just like there in this grand hall or whatever. And she's like, who's there? And Alex is behind a big... Um, like pillar and Miranda using her witchcraft is able to have a statue rat out where Alex is. Yeah. Um, but they reunite and everything is all good and she's really happy and whatnot. And then Miranda's like, where's your sister? And she's like, well, she's kind of at her birthday party. And she's like, Oh, that's not good. Cause she's by herself. She's very vulnerable to the darkness. And Alex did not know this. So she's like, what yeah so we cut to cameron's party and you know it's the big halloween birthday party everyone's all dressed up and having fun and you can actually tell now cameron's kind of feeling a little bad about what she did and what she said to alex because she's really she's not really feeling the party yeah she feels bad about the whole thing you can tell like her friend comes up to her and she's like hey like we should like you know like flirt with guys or whatever they actually 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 tries to make cameron uh, dance with this guy at one point but Cameron is not feeling it and so she goes off on her own and she sits on this bench um and her mom ends up coming up to her we have a cute little scene where her dad's like okay I've trained for this my whole life and then the mom's like okay I'll go up to her and the dad's like you've got this honey you've got this um but the mom uh talks to Cameron and we have this really great scene where she's like um basically at first Cameron just explains that she you know um, well, first off, the mom knew about Alex because their housekeeper told her about Alex. Yeah. Um, but they basically just have the scene where she's like, she's like, Alex really wanted to meet our birth mother. And I didn't because I just love the way that things are here. And she's like, well, love is infinite and you don't have to take some from me to give it to your birth mother. I thought that was a really sweet scene. But things change course very quickly. Yeah, because then after that, um, Cameron just immediately starts telling her that also we're not from this dimension. We're actually like witches from Magical World. And she's like, well, you haven't talked about that since you were like seven. And she goes, what? Like, I used to talk about this? Yeah. She's like, you used to have these terrible dreams. And that's what some of your drawings were. Like, you you made this sketch with like this dark cloud with a face in it. She's like, a face in it? And she goes upstairs to her bedroom. And, well, Kate, whose face is in the darkness? Well, in a scrapbook from years gone by, she finds the face of... Than wait is it Thantos? Thantos? Thantos. Yes. Yeah, Thantos. I'm just making sure that I'm not saying Thanos from, right. from Marvel. Thantos. Yes, it's Thantos's face coming out. So twist. He's been the darkness this whole time. Da da da. So does that mean whenever the darkness has been attacking them, that was him? I don't know if it was him or just an extension of him. I think it's kind of ambiguous. It's a little ambiguous, but anyway, so. She's like, oh my God. She's like, I need to go 
help. I need to go like, to Coventry. Is he the darkness or has he partnered with the darkness? They never explain. They don't explain. But anyway, so she's like, I got to go to Coventry. I got to go save my mom. So she um, uses her magic to turn her closet back into a portal. So she arrives. But then in Coventry, Thantos arrives to see um, Miranda and Alex. And she, he's like, oh, my goodness, you are alive. You're here. But he's like, but we have terrible news. The darkness got your sister. And Alex is like, you sure about that? He's like, yeah, no, totally. And then Cameron walks in front of him. She's like, yeah, I got here five minutes ago. <laughs> and of course, um, thank goodness Miranda is just straight up believing her daughters and is like, what the heck, Thantos? Yeah, this is the reveal where it's like, oh, so you've been either he's been the darkness all the time or he's been working with it. either way. She's Miranda's like, how could you? And this is when we learned that, yeah, he killed his own brother then, basically. Yep. He's and like, then, he had the kingdom, he had you, and he didn't appreciate any of it. So, yeah, we got some real Hamlet going on. Yes. And so Miranda, like, tries to fight him, but, like, his power is just too much for her. She He takes her, and he's just now this swirling cloud of darkness. And uh, Alex and Cameron are like, what do we do? They're like, remember... The, the magic you have to feel and so they learn there's this very small scene where um cameron's mom the darkness almost gets cameron and cameron's mom like rushes through the door and um to try to save cameron from what she doesn't know is i mean she knows it's the darkness but she doesn't i don't think she's seen fully the dark the extent of the darkness mm -hmm. um but um cameron's like my mom didn't think about light when she saved she thought about love. Yes, so we learned the real way to defeat the darkness is not with light, but with love. Aww. So they like they they hold hands and they think about everyone that they love. So like their their parents, their friends, each other, their um their the mom they just found again, and somehow, some way, through the power of love, Thantos is defeated. Yep, that's literally is, what happens. Does he die or does he just get like depowered i forget i think he just gets depowered doesn't he i have no idea but the interesting thing here and this is where i'm really confused as to where the darkness works is in another just really small skipped over scene um the darkness takes the housekeeper um as well as obviously miranda right before they save her defeat the darkness or whatever but then like these people just come back um, oh, it also takes, uh, geez, the the protectors. Oh, yeah, Carson and Liana. Carson and Liana, yeah. Um, so, but they all just come back. But I'm like, but it killed the dad? It just, so it sometimes kills people and sometimes just stores their souls? Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I wonder if the book explains this better. Or, yeah. I, or, or if, like. They just wanted to make it less dark because it was a decon. I don't right. know. Right. But like, but like you said, the dad's still dead. He doesn't yeah. come back. Yeah. So that, I thought that was strange. The dad doesn't come back, but all these characters that we see, quote unquote, eaten by the darkness. Um, and the reason we didn't cover the housekeeper and Carson and Liana is because that just happens like really quick toward the end of the movie. Yeah. It's like we're just ramping up for the climax. Yeah. But yeah. So they defeat Thantos slash the darkness, I guess. Yes. And they reunite with their mother and it's a great time. And we actually get to see back at Cameron's house. They've, um, Ileana, Carson, Miranda have all come with them to Earth. Yeah. So um, Cameron's adopted parents get to meet her birth mother. And it's just, you know, it's a real fun time. We also learned that um, uh, Carson and Ileana have been on again and off again for 21 years. Apparently. Which I'm like, dang. And they, um... They're looking at buying, like, 
property and Liana wants to buy property in the earth dimension, but Karsh is like, we could do something more affordable somewhere. Yeah, so that's their little wrap up. So yeah, Miranda gets to meet the people who have raised uh cameron while she's been in earth it's obviously she's um well of course she doesn't get to meet who raised alex but you know it's still just a nice scene of them meeting right so it's like i guess this is just the the norm now because cameron and alex are sitting together on like a little sofa thing outside and they're kind of just celebrating the fact that they did it they defeated the darkness so which my question goes so what goes wrong in the sequel then yeah. Because, like, obviously there's got to be a threat for the sequel. Right. Which I don't remember. but they. Basically, I don't remember it either. But basically the movie just ends with them doing a little celebration dance. Yes. Going, like, go Twitches, go Twitches. Go Twitches, go Twitches. But, yeah, that's, and, and so my final note is, and the, thus the Twitches live happily ever after until the sequel. Yes. So I guess when we get there, we'll learn what the new threat is. Da, da, da. Um, but that's Twitches. That's Twitches, yeah. It just it ends up being a shorter episode. It's just because... This movie really goes by fast. I feel like it flies by and a lot of the smaller plot points I feel like aren't I feel like in a lot of previous movies we've had to cover smaller plot points for the sake of the larger plot and they're not as relevant I feel like in this. Yeah. Like you can just there's a, there's an overarching plot that's just easy to go through. Yeah, I know like for the most part like <laughs> most of the time we end up having to backtrack in a decomp cuz like oh wait, we forgot something important. But here I really feel like we didn't forget a lot of important no. things like you even just said like the reason we didn't talk about like the darkness taking iliana and curse because like it just happens so fast and then like immediately five minutes later they're back yeah exactly like and they're trying to protect i think it's cameron and then yeah th- again that's technically where you find out they're a couple because they kiss really quick before karsh gets eaten by the darkness but, but like he's back like yeah five literally later. five minutes later so yeah, this one this just goes by it goes by quicker, even though I think it's the length of some other decoms. Yeah, I, just, I, would, I think it's like eighty to ninety minutes in that range. Yeah, but it didn't it doesn't feel like eighty to ninety minutes. It's just yeah. it's just a fun quick watch. And yeah, that's Twitches. So Kate, um, what's your final thoughts in your ranking of this one? So I love this movie. I think it's just like a classic Disney um Halloween movie. I know my nostalgia is gonna play into my ranking. Like I'm not gonna be, you know, I'm not gonna lie, but at the same time, I do think it's just a genuinely good movie. Like, even at the age of 25, I can pull this up and watch it and not have, like, a moment where I'm, like, bored or anything. Um, and it does seem to go by really fast. Um, it's definitely up there with Halloween Town. And I would probably... We're going to give it a 9 because I, I really enjoy this one. But how about you, Jake? Yeah, definitely. It just... It goes by fast. It's a fun watch. It's it's a staple of Disney Channel Halloween uh, you know, I watch it every year. And yeah, even at 25, I can say, you know, I didn't feel bored or anything during it. I, I just I was entertained the whole time. Right. So pretty much I'm just going to agree with what you said. Um, That being said, though, you know what? Let's give it a nine as well. Sweet. Nine for the Twitches. We'll see. Nine if, for Twitches. We'll see if that stays the same or goes down with Twitches too. Yes, I don't remember Twitches too. I swear I watched it, but I do not remember it. So well, it'll be a little bit before we get there. But Kate. Yes. <laughs> now that we finished the Twitches, one thing you just gave me. now that we finished Twitches, do you know what we're watching next? I'm so excited, guys! Guys, you are gonna want to tune in for this next one because it's finally time. Sixty episodes later, we're finally getting to what our podcast was named after. Next episode, it's High School Musical. Woo! 
<laughs> Yay! Well, yeah. Sorry, headphone users. Sorry, sorry. But, but I'm so excited. Like, we have literally waited almost three full years. We have, yeah, three full years to finally get to arguably what is still considered the most iconic decom ever made. Yes. And... I'm going to tell you this right now, guys. It's probably going to be a little bit before that episode comes out because um, we are currently, hopefully, um, talking to some very special guests to be on that episode. So um, as of right now, it's just probably not going to be out till next month. But yes, it'll be worth it, the wait because that's probably going to be our longest episode yet. Yes, we're probably going to have to like block out like half a day for that episode. Literally. But yeah, I think you guys will really like it. But yes, next Next time you hear from us, it will be the High School Musical episode. I'm so excited. Very exciting things, guys. But uh, until then, we've reached the end of our episode. So, Kate, where can our lovely listeners find you on social media? You can find me at KV Random on Instagram. How about you, Jake? You can find me at Jake Blue Art on Instagram. Hopefully by the end of the month, I'll have my tablet back and I'm making things again. Yay. <laughs> yes. And then if you're looking for the podcast, you can find us at uh, Something New Pod on Instagram. We also have an email if you ever want to use that. That stars Something New Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, you can leave us a rating and review. And if you do that, we'll read it live on the show. And lastly, this podcast is distributed on Spotify for Podcasters, which is a podcasting app that allows you to record and distribute podcasts like the one you're listening to right now. And if you're on Spotify for Podcasters, you can leave us a voice message. And if you ever do that, we will listen to it live on the show. I have a feeling next episode is going to be a lot of feedback. I'm, I'm excited to like get some feedback for High School Musical because obvious reasons right obvious. obvious reasons but yeah so that'll be next time so um again that'll be probably god that'll be close to what like five weeks from now so probably because we're still yeah. trying to figure out unfortunately it's scheduling guys so it, we're not just going static silent on you guys for no reason like just want to throw that out there yeah if anything i'll i'll once it's officially ready to go i'll announce who the guests are so that way you'll have enough time to send us in whatever you want to tell us about high school musical yes yes um so yeah don't think we're going radio silent it's just that this next one's a big episode and we really want to make it the best we can for you guys absolutely but all right that'll be next episode but but for now um that'll do it for us for this one so i guess we will see you next time for high school musical bye